0: I had someone reach out to me, a friend of mine, ask me if we were going to be doing accents on this episode again. Because remember for our Black Panther review back Mm -hmm. in the day, back in the archives, episode doesn't exist anymore. But we did many. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A terrible accent. (laughs) I personally,
1: I maintain that my accent was good. I, okay, I catch myself... of the Jabari tribe. (laughs) I catch myself now to this day, like, saying the his soldiers do not call him general or Uh, king. They call him Kukukan. (laughs) I (laughs) I say that... Just in casual conversation. To myself, (laughs) I'll be, like, cleaning,
0: like, my little workspace and I'll be like, they call him Kukukan. I've found myself... I'll be driving and then I'm like... (laughs) I'm like... My people call me a cuckoo can, but my enemies <laughs> call me no more. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! I can't talk about it. Oh my god! I
1: legally can't. talk about it. <laughs> My my attorneys, I've I've been advised not to speak <laughs> on it. Right, quiet on the set.
0: To Lights Camera Podcast! My name is Megan. And my name is Reagan. But my enemies call <laughs> me. <tomorrow. laughs>
1: what do you think your enemies would call you? <laughs> I um, actually know what my enemies
0: call me. What do your enemies call you? How much are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Oh, gosh. Uh, like, don't say the words, but maybe, like, you know, the replacement of them.
1: Big A, big mouth B. <laughs>
0: I've had they weren't an enemy, but there was one person he called me "old big head, little body." (laughs) 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 said (laughs) that, (laughs) Troy
1: i knew it was someone from memphis that's a memphis check yeah people who are not from memphis memphis checking is so
0: specific they just say one thing about it like oh oh, blue sweatshirt yeah yeah and he said oh big head little body which like you know he said little body so i was like you think i'm skinny
1: <laughs> we okay, like I use like oh, long neck, little shirt, looking at yeah, like, yeah, I can't yeah, say yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Um, or like
0: as <laughs> uh, so what my enemies call me, I don't know that annoying white girl, probably. But <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> what am I if not that? Who you know among what? us is? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about what kind of forever, and I am so excited. This has been such a long time, long time coming. Mm-hmm. The first Black Panther came out in twenty eighteen. God. It's been a minute. Yeah. But just to give you a little structure into today's episode, we are going to be breaking down, first, our expectations that we had going into the film, the specific performances. We're going to talk about the writing and the story, visual elements, and then at the end, we'll give it a final grade. We got a lot to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're excited. So not to waste any more time, we're going to jump right into it. Reagan, give us a little plot summary. At the dawn of
1: King T'Challa's death, Invading forces from around the world target Wakanda's vibranium, unleashing chaos. And it will be the duty of Shuri, M'Baku, Nakia, and Okoye to defend the nation, especially when a mysterious Mexican civilization emerges from the depths of the sea.
0: My entire family is is gone. gone! Oh, gosh. Okay, expectations going into this. One... I expected it to be great. I'm not even going to lie and be like, I went in, I tried to go in with low expectations so that they wouldn't be ruined. No, I had high expectations going in. I purposefully didn't see or read any reviews beforehand because I didn't want them to skew anything. I just expected it to be great. Mm -hmm. When originally the commercials or trailers or whatever dropped and it like showed a new Black Panther and it didn't know who it was and we had to guess, I guessed it was Nakia. Mm. I didn't think it was going to be Shuri because I think I thought she was going to go more of like a stay the kind of techie techie and like not get super physical. And also I hadn't seen her fight a lot. Like -hmm. in the first one, you know, she had her little proton cannon thingies. Yeah. And she fought a little bit. um, But I didn't know she was like a super great fighter. So I didn't assume that she was going to be the Black Panther. And when I knew it was a chick, I was like, oh, I feel like it's Nakia. Mm -hmm. Um, I was wrong there. Happily, you know, wrong. and um. I, I mean, I really didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't have much expectations for like where the plot was going to go. I knew they had to rewrite everything um, due to the circumstances. So I, I I don't know. I, but I had high expectations and they were met. How about you?
1: I don't want to say I had like super high expectations, but I don't want to say I had low expectations either. I guess my main thing was I was like, what, how are they going to navigate this Chadwick Boseman situation because that was it was so sensitive, and I was I wanted to make sure I guess my concern was that I I was afraid they were going to gloss it over or that they were going to like I don't know what I thought I was that was my fear, I guess, that they were going to do that, which they very much didn't. I felt like it was a very poignant and appropriate tribute to him and to what his character meant to so many people, yeah, and so I really appreciated that. And then as far as like who was going to be the new Black Panther? Um, I I pretty much figured it was going to be Shuri because I figured that was the only person that made sense because hmm. she was a part of the royal bloodline, and you know that to me and that was how it was in the comics. She also becomes Black Panther in uh. the comics, so I was like, I feel like it would make the most sense for her to go in that direction. So when it was announced to be her and people, a lot of people were surprised by that. And I was, in, in my head, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, like that's yeah. how royal
0: bloodlines work. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And like now thinking not about it. Not to like, like <laughs> not to like talk about you. <laughs> <idiot. laughs> Dummy. No, how <laughs> well, could any sensible person ever think that? Well, now it makes sense. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's no way it could go any other way. But. Yeah.
1: Well, and some people were like, well, that's the obvious answer. Like maybe it'll be which... The the theories that people were coming up with, like, someone was like, I think it's going to be M'Baku. I'm like, have you seen the leg of the Black Panther? (laughs) I (laughs) know.
0: (laughs) I'm like, well, that's definitely a woman. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, it's certainly not (laughs) (laughs) M'Baku. So let's get into the performances. I'm just going to start it off, man. Okay, we open up on Shuri, like, kind of the very opening scene is her trying to save chala by remaking the heart shape herb mm-hmm. and she fails to do so and i think that establishment like right off the bat it addresses it head on mm-hmm. you know and i like that they went the direction of like it's just an illness like they didn't try to make it some like epic battle thing like yeah. they, and they kept it vague enough because again it's not about how he died yeah. it's about like the loss i i I like what they did with Shuri and like the movie again, like I, it makes me think, what was this movie supposed to be like without this event? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so curious and like what the original plot and story was, because I can't imagine it being anything other than this. Mm-hmm. I get not to get I don't want to get into the writing or anything right now. But it's hard not to talk about the story when you're talking about Letitia's Letitia Wright's performance, um, because it was her story. Like, it was her performance throughout the entire movie, and she carried it. Oh, God. I mean, the way that –
1: I don't even know. It's hard to verbalize. Just – she puts everything into how – into the way that she acts. And you could tell that – and I don't want to take away from her – performance and her talent by saying, like, you could tell this was real for her. But it's like, because you could tell it was real for everyone, that this was a very real grief that everyone was feeling. And I feel safe in assuming that a lot of people were putting their very real grief over Chadwick Boseman um, into their character's grief over T'Challa. So I think that this was a very um, grounding performance for everyone.
0: Yeah. And And it really shows the growth in her... Because now it's like if you go back and watch Black Panther, what her character was, this like kid sister, Mm -hmm. nerd side character or whatever in that and in I don't remember how much of a part she played in like. She was in Infinity War a Infinity good bit. Infinity War and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she like helped with solve the whole like gauntlet thing yeah. and whatever. I'm sure you did your best. I'm sure you did your
1: best. Um We said we weren't gonna do accents. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, no, but I'm, I'm the guilty. jump
0: to where her character is now, which yeah. goes to show you just how much grief does almost age you. Mm-hmm. And like the maturity and heaviness that just comes with it. Yeah. And like the growth that's just implied. M'Baku says in the movie, he's like, the world has taken too much from you to call you
1: a child. Or, like, for you to still be called a child. So, it's... Well, and she does age significantly, like, also physically. It's a significant time jump from now until Infinity War. Someone else, too, who I don't think we can talk about performances without talking Uh. about her. Angela Freaking Freaking Bassett. Bassett. Angela Bassett was acting like...
0: The, Oscar, yes, Oscar. i like honestly,
1: I think she should get nominated for this mm-hmm. movie. She was giving uh, my entire family. I'm sorry Ugh. is gone. Have I not given everything? everything. Oh. My like gosh. In, in her um performance
0: with the uh, UN, with the U. Oh my gosh, that scene because <sighs> that was where it picked up right after the um the silent you know Marvel tribute to chadwick like mm-hmm. the, that title which was ugh. we cried the whole time anyways um, you cried the whole time i did cry the entire time but that was the very following scene after mm-hmm. that was that un scene and she just yes established <sighs> oh man she's just so strong she's everything i want to be
1: yep she and like bone chilling performance she so just commands the respect of every room she's in whether she's Angela Bassett or Queen Ramonda. (laughs) um she like and she has this way this regality about her of Queen that demands respect but she also has this softness of a mother that's what I was gonna say the balance yes like the way that she is with Shuri and the moments that they had when they um went out to have the morning ceremony to to burn the the funeral clothes yeah um just those moments with her so it's just the way that she's able to exhibit softness and then strength yeah so so refreshing to see and Mm -hmm. so just wonderful also something too so i will say as much as i make fun of you for crying she did get me to tear up she did um it's always
0: the moms with you we don't have to get into that (laughs) we don't have to talk about
1: that Mm -hmm. the moment where Shuri's about to kill Namor. Yep. And it's that moment where she just goes, show him who you are. Mm. And it's like every time. And I and it happened to me again when I saw it the second time. I like mm-hmm. got a little teary eyed. I didn't cry, but I got a little teary eyed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, like, there's just something so beautiful and so resonant about that of just her character reminding Shuri of who she is and just being that mother figure
0: Okay, very Lion King vibes. I was just gonna say that parallel is not even subtle. Where oh, oh my there's gosh, quite it's a few. Mufasa par- in the sky. Yes. Remember who, who you are. are. Oh my gosh! Listen, How did I not see that until right now? There are so many
1: Disney parallels, and I'm gonna get into that later. I literally have a whole notes app oh, thing my written about goodness. it. But don't worry, we'll we'll get to it.
0: Next performance a cuckoo <laughs> but his enemies call him namor and he is reagan is that your favorite part of this movie she's gone silent
1: <laughs> if i speak <laughs> i'm going to do my very best to keep this as not feral
0: as possible <laughs> oh my gosh well let me just say namor um his character, originally in the comics, he is the first mutant, and they kind of mentioned that. He mentioned that he was a mutant, which yeah. we don't know where he, they're going to go with he that. Says, he says he's a mutant. He says he's a mutant, so we might go some direction with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, his people call him a cuckoo. Gan, the um, serpent god, the serpent, the feathered serpent god. Yes, who is worshipped by the ancient Mayans. The language actually spoken by him, and the telecon is based off of ancient Mayan languages. Mm-hmm. But the writer Ryan Coogler ha- says that Namor is as strong as Thor, mm-hmm. and but if he's enough around water, he's as strong as the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like. I mean, we saw that. Dang!
1: So we saw that in that one scene when Mbaku strikes him. Yeah, and he and punches he,
0: him in the chest. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Reagan! Come on.
1: I am okay. All right, let's talk about his performance. He he. Yeah. Okay, he has a way. Tenoch Huerta has a way of. Yeah, that's the way you pronounce it. He is very intense. He has a way, and Ryan Coogler. Says stuff, is like, kind of talks about his character and that he has a way of being very intense and very precise, but also um, very soft. And um, he literally, Ryan, uses the word seductive. Yeah. And so I've, I caught vibes of that with his, some of his interactions. Um, not in the most objective way possible. <laughs> yeah. um, well,
0: even, I mean... Everyone is shipping him in Shuri, and it's like, it doesn't make any sense, people, but they're like, he took her to her to his kingdom. I have they're, literally- well, A love song was playing, and he gave her his mother's bracelet. Like, All right, do we want to get into this? No, we can't right I, now. We got to stick will, to the Don't worry, we're going to get into there that. There will be time. Overall, I think he was a great- He's really up there with one of my favorite Marvel villains. He
1: is the- Okay, in all seriousness, he is the most interesting Marvel villain- I think, since Loki. Hmm. Like, and the most compelling, and to be quite honest, I don't know if we should call him a villain. Right. Because all of his actions, I feel like for the most
0: part, He was the villain of this movie. Yes,
1: he was the villain of this movie, but I don't really see him, I don't know, like, the role that he plays, I don't see him as, um... I
0: don't know, it's forecasted in the end. He's gonna come back and keep, and... Again. But even the
1: forecast, it's like all that was forecasted is that he's counting on an alliance with Wakanda. Yeah. And that he's waiting for the opportunity for the world to turn on Wakanda so that Wakanda will turn to Khan. So, hmm. yes, his performance um, was very compelling. He played a great antagonist.
0: I hear that. Nakia, friggin' Lupita Nyong'o. She's, great. She's solid. Uh, one of my favorite moments from her. Also,
1: like, that has nothing to do with her acting. She looked Gorgeous in this movie. She was stunning. She like I yeah. just remember she turned around in like that first shot and I gasped because she just
0: She was glowing. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, she's gorgeous. My favorite line from her was ugh, again, it got me. Everything got me, but she said, To you, she's talking to Okoye. She's like, To you, he was king, and to everyone else, he was Black Panther, but to me, he was everything. And I'm like, <sighs> shoot me in the face. Okoye was solid. I mean, she's yeah. just a ba and again everything i want to be
1: also mbaku yeah he did comedic relief really well yeah but he also did like voice of reason very well Hmm. and it was nice to see that character in that light as like an advisor to shuri and I'm really interested to see more of that in other movies.
0: Agreed. Riri, we were introduced to Riri, who is the new Iron Heart. Yes. Uh she is at MIT. She's which was Tony's al- alma mater. And currently where MJ, Ned, and Flash all attend college. So Funny. I'm like, what's gonna happen there? Are yeah. they gonna meet up? Are they gonna be friends or whatever? And she's working with kind of like some Iron Man inspired tech. Yeah, she has a quantum. She has a, quant- like, she has a quantum computer, tech. which like why is everyone Everything quantum nowadays. Yeah. But she was kinda giving me like early Spider-Man phases, you know, where like when where Tony was or where Peter was when Tony found him. Um because she's talking about like she mentioned she was like there's like a whole YouTube page dedicated to like sightings of me. Yeah. Which like remember that was like a whole thing. So it, her character to me is interesting. And I thought uh the actress Dominique Thorne, who originally auditioned to play Shuri in the original Black Panther movie.
1: Hmm. Um
0: I thought she played that character well, and she's like, and sometimes I thought she was a little over the top. I don't know if yeah. that was just the way the character was written. Mm-hmm. Like in the dorm room, I was kind of like, all right, like tone it down. I don't know. There were like moments where I was like, I don't know. It could, Again, it could have just been the writing, but like. I
1: think that was when they were leaning into the comedy. Really? Well, because when they said something about like throwing a speaker yeah. at them, and she, I thought it was funny. I liked
0: it. I'm more excited to see how she's going to be in the Lionheart series on Disney Plus. it's like Ironheart? Ironheart. What did I say? Lionheart. Lionheart. <clears throat> Braveheart. <laughs> Braveheart. Um, sure the Lionheart. The Braveheart series. in uh, the Ironheart series on Disney Plus because it'll be like her main thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping she'll maybe like chill a little bit. I-, I don't know. I'm curious to see where her character goes. I like her. I'm not like- going to put it on her, like yeah. the cringy moments. I'm going to put it on the writing and give her the benefit of the doubt. And I'm optimistic, but... Yeah. I thought her and Shuri's kind of, like, sisterhood thing was cool, too, and their friendship. Got to give a shout out to Atuma and Namora. Ah, they were great. They were pretty sick. Um, Those were Namora's uh, little side buddies. Yeah. They were pretty creepy, but, and I, I don't know about you, but their, like, watery blueness and, like, Mm -hmm. ocean attire was kind of giving me the essence of, like, the crewmen from the Flying Dutchman and Pirates at times.
1: (gasps) I didn't think about that.
0: You know? I think when they were first introduced and they were just creepy, like, it was, like, the way that they were kind of introduced, yeah, like, I was just like, oh, they're creeping me out a little bit. And the only thing I could really tie that to was Dutchman. the creature, you know, the humanoid mm-hmm. but oceanic, oceanic creatures from yeah. uh, the Flying Dutchman.
1: That's uh, Alex Livinale and Mabel Kadina. Kadina. I thought they were great. Yeah, um, they were awesome. They were very uh, formidable. I was very intimidated by them, which I think you were supposed to get.
0: Yeah. But without them being aliens. Yes. Which I'm happy that just- I'm so over aliens. aliens. I'm
1: so over aliens. I'm so over space. I'm so over (laughs) time travel and the multiverse.
0: I Anyway, let's talk about the story. (laughs) Um, Uh. Last shout out character was Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. Who uh, is- Valentina? Valentina, and shes it's revealed she's the head of the CIA, Mm -hmm. which we've never really, it's never been confirmed what her character does, who she is, whatever. But now it's like we know in all of these times we've seen her before and she's been, like, recruiting um, Yelena and all that. She was actually working with, like, the entire American government behind her, which is kind of, like, interesting to see where she goes. She has some ties to Hydra, I believe. Mm, But Hydra doesn't exist anymore. So you think. She's also... Uh, stinking Ross's ex character ex-wife. Yeah, Ross's ex-wife. Ugh. Which I'm like, ah. so interesting every time her character shows up. But yeah. they expanded on her more in this movie than they ever have before. Let's get into the writing. I feel like this movie
1: was such a fresh air in terms of writing. I just feel like there was so much more heart behind it. Um, just behind the story. And because there was something very real attached to it, that being yeah. Chadwick Boseman's death. But like, I don't know. These types of movies are what remind me of what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is capable of. Especially when the past couple of movies that I've seen by them, I've just been very like, it just, I didn't feel the heart behind it. The thing about these movies that I love so much, I just have felt like that was missing. And then when I watched this movie, I'm like, oh, there it is. Hmm. And I don't really know how to like describe it or like put words to it. But to me, I'm like, yes, this is what these movies are supposed to be. This is the standard that we're supposed to
0: live up to. I don't know if sense. it's the words you're looking for, but the word that comes to mind for me is purpose. Yes. This movie had a purpose. It had a purpose. All the characters had a purpose. Yep. They had a destination to get to and it was healing. Yes. From their grief.
1: Yes. And not just, I don't know. It's like, because you could argue that like healing from grief was a the theme with like Wanda. And yes, there were elements of that. There were elements of heart to that. But it was like it just wasn't. The movies were never cohesive. I feel like mm. the past couple of movies have not been cohesive with those
0: themes. With those themes, because I feel like grief I feel has that. been a
1: pretty consistent theme, really and truly. In a lot it's of the,
0: been phase four has yeah, been about grief. Multiverse
1: of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder, drama, yeah, like uh, Spider Man: No Way Home. Spider Man: yep. No Way Home. I feel like
0: cohesive. hit the mark yeah. pretty well.
1: But maybe these past two, I just have not felt that. And so when I watched this, it was a, a breath of fresh air for me.
0: Hmm. I feel that. That theme of healing, that to me, I feel like was the journey, the stories, like kind of beating heart through, because it was Shuri's journey from the beginning like i mentioned the opening scene was her failure and her loss of whatever which again it wasn't even her failure but i could see her putting it on herself like it's not enough that she just lost her brother because she was working to try to save him she felt like she may have failed Mm. and to go from that and to her mother, again, trying to take her through this like morning ritual where she tells her, you know, to burn the funeral clothes. And she says, you know, if I sit here thinking about it, it'll be the world that I end up burning. And that's where we get that first glimpse of Killmonger's kind of spirit in mm. her because that's what he was kind of evoking. And that's like, you know, the first glimpse of that, that'll co- resurface later. That theme was constant. And then mm-hmm. And it showed in conversations, you know, anytime they they talked about him and someone asked me too. I had several people ask me before uh like other they they went and saw it. They're like, "Hey, was like did they use that situation with Chadwick like too much?" Like, and that's what someone asked me and I told them I was like absolutely not. I think they used it the perfect amount. Yes. Like, if it had been maybe any more, it maybe would have been too much. Yeah. Or any less, but I think they used it the perfect It felt perfect very amount. appropriate. Like you said, it wasn't glossed over, but I don't think it was, like, taken advantage. You know me. I hate
1: the feeling of being emotionally manipulated. manipulated. Yeah. And so if I felt like they were doing that... Well, and it also helped that all of the people that were on the movie... Or mm-hmm. people that worked with Chadwick before. Yeah. So I would imagine that these people would not want to milk the death right. of their friend, oh, yeah. their co-worker. Like,
0: the writing was probably so intentional, ran through so many different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, the main writers were very much close to him and yes. wanted to do him justice and honor and all of that. So
1: that to me, it felt very reverent and it felt very appropriate. And something, too, about story and just a tribute kind of to Ryan Coogler, especially with the other Black Panther movie. Ryan Coogler has such a way of writing villains or antagonists that's so nuanced and so not cheesy. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like the past couple of villains of Marvel, like Thanos or um, even like the God Killer, just the way that they're written is so... One note, Hmm. and I feel like with Killmonger and with Namor, they're so complex. Yeah, and there's so many layers to them. Even I would even say more so with Namor. Um, then with Killmonger, because Killmonger, you could easily point out like, okay, like, yes, this is his logic of thinking, but this is where his logic falls off. Hmm. Whereas like with Namor, you could go back and forth about whether or not Namor yeah. was right or wrong about the things that he did. And you yeah. could make a case for him. It's like, well, he's a, per- he's a ruler of a group of people who's acting in their best interest. Who's to say that yeah. like if we were on the other side of the the narrative, if the script were flipped, we'd be on his side, and it all just depends on the perspective of which the story's told. Mm-hmm. So I just appreciate Ryan Coogler's writing in that aspect, and that he 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 does nuance very well for villainous or antagonistic characters.
0: I think the pacing of the story. Was very well done. Where I think maybe Marvel's been off on that recently Mm -hmm. too. Like to me, a big issue with the uh, multiverse of badness was it was just paced very hectically, and I think we were reminded of the themes throughout Mm -hmm. in a very organic way. Yeah, um, that kept us on pace, kept us you know moving through, and Shuri's whole arch through it It felt very natural uh her visit to the cosmic plane after she took the heart Mm shape herb when t'challa went there he saw his father the other black panthers and then killmonger when he went to the uh the cosmic plane after taking it he went to that like oakland apartment where his father was killed and so shuri likewise appeared where her mother had just died in the throne room and she Mm -hmm. was underwater remember and she like comes out and it's like that whole discussion that she has with Killmonger, which we're all – I think we all had that same moment where we're like, who is she going to see? Please, God, let it not be a CGI Chadwick. Like, please. Like, that would have been so bad. And we're like, what's going to happen? Like, and then it's like when Killmonger was there, the conversation she had with him was almost – because it was someone that she summoned, it was like a conversation with herself Mm -hmm. because that was definitely thought – she was having i mean these were the same internal battles she was conflicted with and so mm-hmm. i thought that was just such a great discussion and and even like coming out of it now that she has their ability she's going into this battle with namor still with that revengeful side it's mm-hmm. not it wasn't really like you know she didn't settle yeah. no yeah and so it was i thought that was brilliant and that final climactic scene that battle between them i don't think i think it was silent for the most part right it wasn't scored i'm trying I don't to remember, remember back. a very like heavy
1: score i just remember that one the wakanda forever and she like
0: yeah. blows him up i just i remember though like when yeah when it crashed the plane crashes and it's like they're on this desert whatever beach I feel like I remember it being really silent. and That just adding to the Im- impactfulness of it. I thought that choreography was dope. Oh my god! Um, and the brutal too. And she like rips off his foot wing thing. Mm-hmm. She gets stabbed. And I remember I gasped and was like, "Oh ah. yeah, that was crazy." Yeah. And then that final moment, which <sighs> you've seen it done a lot. I mean, <laughs> where like you know they're at each other's throats. She could kill him again. It's it's one thing to it's it takes a lot of skill. To bring us to that moment and have that moment without it being like every time we've ever seen it. With Mm -hmm. the knife to the throat. Am I going to kill him or am I not? What is it going to go? Which way is it going to go? Well, I like that they
1: use that moment to show the parallels between Telecon and Wakanda. Right. Yes. And again, goes back to Ryan Coogler's writing of villains in -hmm. that you realize Shuri and Namor are the
0: same. Mm. They are the same. Mm. So it's, I don't know. It's great. Yeah. At that moment, she sees... Her mother, now in the ancestral plane, who Mm -hmm. says, go ahead. Show him
1: who you are.
0: And then it cuts to Namor, and Namor sees, when he's looking up, he sees his mother with her hand stretched out towards him, essentially saying the same thing, because that was what she wanted for him in the end. And um, it really was a beautiful moment where they decide to, you know, be allies. Yeah, and heal instead. So it was great. It wasn't the, uh, you know... uh, Martha, no! <laughs> oh, why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? <laughs> um, God, you know, <laughs> we can't get into it. We can't. Batman get- versus Superman. <laughs> May it die forever. Um, oh. so again, I thought it was beautiful, and um, the final, just beautiful ending to it is Cherie uh, just sitting on the beach. Basically, that scene. She's learning to let go, and then at that moment where she's healed, she's burned those funeral garments, um. And in that letting go, that beautiful after credit scene mm-hmm. where the fulfillment of it, like the future, the hope moving forward, and she meets young Prince T'Challa. And uh, it was beautiful. Yeah, and Megan and I both cried. Sub. Yeah. I was doing great. <laughs> I,
1: I was keeping strong. And then when he said, My name is Prince T'Challa, I was like, Son of King, King T'Challa. T'Challa. And, and she like, goes, Your Baba prepared us for <laughs> his death. I'm like,
0: <laughs> 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 oh goodness I mean yeah we were a hot mess Um, but just another you know brilliant writing there calling back to when T'Challa went to the ancestral plane and he tells his father like I'm not ready to lose you remember his father says to him like then I was a bad like father because like a father should prepare his children for his death <clears throat> and so T'Challa literally prepared i'll
1: i'll start crying again child you know? <laughs> yeah
0: i mean so many great things
1: <laughs> should yeah.
0: we move on to the visuals let's do it let's do it i want to start off with the opening wakandan uh like funeral and the wakandan morning colors they mm-hmm. wear white yeah. and not black yeah and i thought that whole scene was like at first i was like cuz there's that one guy off to the side dancing <laughs> and i was like part of me is like i don't is this appropriate? But then yeah. it's a celebration of life. of life. Yeah. Which I'm like, you know what? I would like my funeral to be a Wakandan funeral. Like I that. can arrange that. Oh, thank you. A visual thing that I don't know if you noticed. Did you notice the subtitles in this film? Yeah, the the fonts. Well, so the fonts were the same, but the colors changes. So all yeah. of the language that were like English, non, you know, all those random ones were in white. The font was in white. The color was white. Wakandan was in yellow. And then Telecon was in blue.
1: Yeah, I noticed the ik, Um I noticed that the Telecon. That specific phrase. I just yeah. remember I, just, I remember that specific scene because when he comes down into the throne and he does the thing, I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> when he
0: descends, um yeah, so uh-huh. no, <laughs> Yeah, well, him him descending like that down into the shark mouth thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so their like hand gesture thing what does it look like to you what is it resembling to you
1: it kind of reminds me of dragon ball z <laughs> <laughs> when they're like what hold, me, hold me hold
0: ah, yeah because they're like holding it right um what were you thinking To me i saw an open clam shell oh! um that's what i thought it's like they were holding up like a pearl well, <laughs> like, okay so did you notice too so like everyone else when they
1: obviously i can't show people because this is a podcast but no no, like, no yeah go ahead. the people who aren't namur hold their their palms thing together. with their palms touching uh-huh. but Namor holds his with his palms separate so it's like bigger hmm. i remembered it specifically when he's in the throne not because i watched a bunch of tiktok edits with that <laughs> shot but because i just n- happened to notice it in the movie when well, he so holds so it
0: i've heard someone else said it was like uh the visual was like a of a sh- open shark mouth. So maybe he's just like, he's daddy shark and everyone uh-huh. else. <laughs> we're, we're all baby shark. <laughs> so. yep. Sounds um... right. Good. <laughs> 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 stupid. Um well, yeah, so I was just curious if like you okay, so you saw Dragon Ball Z. Um, I yep. saw everyone holding up a clam. I love the people too that are like people with both Mexican heritage and, like, black heritage. Oh, yeah, like, like
1: my (laughs) My Afro-Latina self. self. Where it's, like, trying to decide between Wakanda Forever or
0: or Telecon. I love it. What did you think of Telecon?
1: It was beautiful. The city, yeah. I loved, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just roasting the other MCU movies right now. (laughs) But the CGI in the past has just been so awful.
0: Yeah. And I feel like the CGI for this was not... It was so good. It was... Yes. Why was this so different than the past I, two? I
1: almost think it's because they respect Ryan Coogler more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, or, like, they just respect Black Panther more. Maybe. Or Ryan Coogler's, like, editors are better. I don't know. But I just Maybe they had more time? Maybe. That's usually a thing. Time and budget. Well, yeah. And, like, and they've... Sa- and it's been said before that the MCU is, like, notorious for giving people not enough... For not right. giving the CGI um, not I enough time. I think they respected
0: this movie too much. Yeah, and it showed. It was visually, yeah, the CGI. There wasn't any moments that I even was even like
1: because like, you like we were talking about with like the um, the Talo the talo con, Taloconians. What do you what do what is the proper term for them? <laughs> Talocons. They're- the Taloconian um <laughs> you're, you're actually you're looking at me like i studied it in college. i know like, I, I don't know why i'm looking to, you know to exactly. pronounce anything the the people of talokhan like yeah. even like their water masks they look yeah. so real those are like, dope it looks so good and like mm-hmm. their costumes yeah oh my god namora's like feathers on her yeah. costume were so sick yeah and um uh atuma's like sh- like hammerhead shark yeah. thing it all looked so
0: good very uh, well designed, like full concept. They thought about it. They yep. created this entire, like, just well thought out, yes. fully discovered yes. and fully developed. And yeah, I my you can only tell thing, they spent a lot of time studying Mayan, Mayan culture. culture. Yeah, and Ludwig Lud-
1: Ludwig Ludwig the, the Ludwig he scored it. Yes. yes, he said that he went to um, I saw that yeah Mexico and like studied their mm-hmm. like culture and study like their music to yeah. try and like incorporate as much of that as mm-hmm. possible i will say i don't know if scores are included in visuals sure but yeah you hear it with you see it with your ears yeah <laughs> what is hearing if not seeing <laughs> with your <laughs> ears <laughs> mm, that's <But> good <laughs> the score was so good especially and we talked yes. about this um a little bit earlier
0: but the sirens oh my it, god it was so like because then eh, that's chilling. I loved that intro to that. I, I I thought that was so perfect mm-hmm. and so I don't know. It's like
1: it was creepy, mm-hmm. but it was cool and beautiful. And it, just, it set the tone for yeah. the movie. It just it just let you know that in this movie they meant business. Yeah, and I I I long for the days where we get more MCU yeah. movies like that. And unfortunately, I I don't feel confident we're going to get mm. another one like that for a minute.
0: Which is why we're just going to enjoy it. We're yeah, going to enjoy just that we have it.
1: We're going to relish in this moment. Um, I do, I will say, I do have some, I have some pretty high hopes for the new Captain America, but that's for another day.
0: Yeah, I thought, keeping with that score, um, I have added the Dora Melage's theme to my workout playlist. <laughs> dup, 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 dup. Oh my God, it is it hits so hard and i i just it's pushed me and mm. i am my i'm a better person because of it and then yeah i've been at the song that plays when they go through telecom. Uh, con, it's, it's like con la brisa um okay <laughs> senorita um it's, it's beautiful i know how to roll my R's. and it is i have been playing it all the time and oh, no, no, no. i love it i love alone by Burnaboy. boy Mm. It's,
1: um... How does that one go? Wow. It's so good. Ludwig? (laughs) No. Is that you? It is Burna Boy. Burna Boy? Burna Boy. I believe he is African. So... Well, it plays during the part where, like, uh, Shuri is, like, recreating the heart shaper.
0: Oh, yes. And Riri's working, and they're all working, and... She's in... Oh, okay.
1: This is another visual. Her in the cave... Like hammering hammering. out. I, as an Iron Man Tony Stark stand, that warmed my heart. Riwi was able to build this <laughs> in the with a box of scraps.
0: <laughs> like uh, I did I just, like that little tribute too. That was, that was, I like that parallel. Yes, um, I like,
1: okay, I don't mind because people were asking me, they were like, oh, like, how do you feel about Riri? Like, do you feel like it takes away? I'm like, not really. I feel like it pays tribute without it trying to take away from Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, Riri is obviously a very different character than Tony Stark. Yeah. Ironheart, like, the whole point is that. She takes Stark Tech and makes it better,
0: hmm.
1: basically. And so I liked, I liked her, and I liked what she represented. And I like, and I'm interested to see what she brings to like the Iron Man Iron Legacy Heart
0: Legacy. I'm very curious because I think Tony's Tony's legacy is obviously that he saved the universe. I think I've maybe just seen that like Peter Parker was more of his legacy because you know they were. It was like his his mentor and he did a lot for him. But and then you know, he's smart and he does all that stuff. I I kinda wanna see more I feel like she'll be It'll be more kind of like on the nose in some way. Or at least I'm kind of hoping it is. Like, I want to see what happens there. Um, Kind of talking about her suit, because that's a visual. Costumes are a big thing. I liked her original mock one when she flies out. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, it was kind of paid homage to, to like the first Iron Man when he flies out of the cave and everything. I thought that was dope. Because it was very kind of like bare and like exposed. And you could kind of see her underneath it. Her final suit kind of, looked like a like a Japanese anime character it wasn't super like BA it was just kind of a little kitty looking to me um yeah. and then same with I wasn't a huge fan of the Midnight Angels
1: I okay I'm so glad you brung it up because I've been dying to talk about <laughs> it um because they gave me I a, didn't like they, it they, <laughs> they were
0: giving me like Power Ranger art villain vibes yeah I wasn't into it I didn't like the whole head thing. And I've seen I looked up like the comic versions and they're really true to that. It's just not that full. I don't like it. I was like, why do they have full head helmets like with squid tentacles? Yeah. I, I don't it know. just I didn't like it at all. Yeah, um, I didn't so it wasn't my fave. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you said something because <laughs> Maybe it's just because it's so different yeah. than what I'm used to. Did you notice that in Telecon they played it's called pizza but it's the it's a famous uh, Mayan game where they would have a rubber <laughs> yes! ball, but they no, would shoot all like, their hips <laughs> into a hoop on the wall. Julio, the, the hip, the hip. hip. <laughs> we thought of, of Eldora, to El Dorado*. How do they play that underwater? Like, I'm sure they figured it out. That was my one thing about Telecon. Well, yes, it was beautiful and whatever. It was very dark down there, so I feel like I didn't
1: see. Well, did you see the thing much. where he like made something? He like made like this light source. And he's yeah, like, I he brought made them a light. the sun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sorry are <laughs> <laughs> you swooning like he did this super sweet thing is based on a true story I um, <laughs> you're like it wasn't that sweet of him well okay yes but still it was no just, comment <laughs> when when he was taking Shuri around through there I was like it's like pitch black what is she whoing and howling about I just thought it was like really dark and I kind of wish it was a r- little lighter but it wouldn't have made sense because they're literally at, like, they're at the bottom like of the, ocean. the
1: yeah they're and, at a super
0: low level of the ocean so they probably all just had really good Eyesight. eyesight. All right, we're going to talk about some future expectations because it's obviously it's a Marvel movie, so it's a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which means there's a lot to come after this, and it left a lot of things open ended for things to come. So we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, what do we want to call it? Theories? I don't know. Theories. Okay. Theories after this movie moving forward, what this movie will have impact wise on future MCU things. Reagan, why don't you start us out? It's a
1: lot. Okay. So, I have this theory about how this next Black Panther movie is going to go. And it's made up of a lot of parts, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk through it, and you're just gonna have to bear bear through it with me. And we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier in the conversation. It's very obvious that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is trying its hand at different genres within the superhero genre, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you've got Ant Man and um, the most recent Thor installments. They represent like superhero comedy, okay? So then you've got like Multiverse of Madness represented horror. Okay. Then you've got uh, Moon Knight, which kind of represented like Indiana Jones style slash Mummy style like action adventure, um, okay. and then like the Captain America franchise leans more into political, political thriller. Yeah.
0: yeah, so espionage.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Almost like not quite James Bond, but like that political, all like Manchurian Candidate type. Which vibe. they
0: set that up in this as well. With yes, her character a little bit. Okay, yeah. so, and the CIA or not CIA, the UN guy.
1: Yeah. So, my theory and this might sound crazy, especially whatever. My theory is like the Black Panther movie is going to capitalize off of the whole Game of Thrones trend. In the sense of like Game of Thrones is like a political drama, but it's also like a it's like a royalty drama. Okay. So, with that, it, I believe that it could potentially lead to like a political I don't necessarily want to say a love triangle, but potentially a marriage triangle. Hear me out.
0: Oh, god. So
1: I believe Ryan Kugler was very strategic in how he set up um, Shuri's character development, as well as her relationship with Namor. Shuri and Namor had just hear me out. <laughs> Shuri and Namor is had, this some fan fiction? No, like, it is not. Prediction. Okay, okay, it is not. <laughs> yes, there is fan fiction about it. <laughs> oh my god! But gosh. I, but I feel like I feel very confident as long about as
0: this. you have the. Facts to back it up.
1: Yes. Shuri and Moore have very strong chemistry. And, like, that's undeniable. Throughout, the I movie- think it was unintentional. I'm not saying, okay, it could be. Okay. All right. So, there were quite a few romantic elements sprinkled into their relationship, whether intentional or not. So, for example, him giving her his mother's bracelet, him dressing her up in their traditional garb, um, not to mention, you know, the whole scene of him showing her telecon and the fact that she is the only outsider. To have seen Talakan. She's the only one that's been taken down there to, to witness it. And his painting at the end
0: of him with the Black Panther. Okay,
1: yes. Then that whole, okay, so the whole, like, take me instead. Mm-hmm. One. Two. The let's burn it together. Like, you wanted to burn the world, let's burn it together. Which, by the way... Shuri is better than me because <sighs> if More had told me let's I've been like burn baby burn. See, si, puppy? <laughs> I would have been let's let a <laughs> match fuego. <laughs> anyway, so there's I mean like whether you whether it's intentional or not there is a lot of romantic coding in their relationship, especially if you do like literary analysis, a lot of this is very marriage coded, mm. especially in like royal tradition, courtship. Courtship, yes. And then I think a lot of the lines were very intentional. So like Riri's comment about her being taken captive and she says the thing, this is like Beauty and the Beast type stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that was unintentional. I think that Ryan Coogler wanted to put an image in our mind of the dynamic that was to come. Hmm. Um, And the fact that it's like a Disney reference within a Disney reference, it's kind of funny. Hmm. But that's a whole other thing. There's the whole argument that Namor killed her mother, which like is a very valid argument. And I'm not saying that, like, it should be ignored. But Tenot said that Namor wasn't actually going after Ramonda in that moment. He was going after Riri. N- Ramonda right. was just kind of a casualty. Then the other part of it, too, Shuri's conversation with Killmonger in the um, Ancestral Plane. He says the line, he says, don't you take that from your mother. Yeah. Like, referencing the fact that it wasn't so much that Namor killed Ramonda. He did. But Ramonda chose to sacrifice her life. For Riri. Basically saying, like, don't take that choice away from her. Don't, like, don't diminish that sacrifice. The other part of it, too. Like, M'Baku's whole line about the world's taken too much from you to be a child. I believe that was kind of Ryan Coogler communicating a message to both Shuri, like, the, the characters within the movie, and then also to the fans. Because... Whenever we talk about, like, shipping within, like, the Marvel community, the fandom, whatever, people always bring up the bell, sure he's a child, sure he's a child. She's not. Physically, she's at least, like, 20-something years old, if we go according to the timeline. And then also, like, mentally, she's no longer a child. She's simply been through too much. Um, So I believe that was kind of Ryan Coogler reminding us that this was who she was. I believe that it also could potentially, that line said by M'Baku, could potentially hint at a relationship between the two of them.
0: Yeah, so, I felt that for a second, too. I don't know. She He seems too brotherly to me. Yes. So On some level,
1: I agree with you. So that's where I think the triangle comes in. So,
0: oh, you think it's between the three of them. Yes. So
1: the movie... Okay, so not to mention, the movie has established that America is actively in a vibranium race with the rest of the world. The whole rest of the world is trying to get access to vibranium. So I believe... Namor is counting. I, it's not even like I believe. I know Namor is counting on an alliance with Wakanda. Right. So I think the way that they, I think Namor is going to come up with the idea to marry Shuri, right, to protect their vibranium, to yeah. align their countries or to align their societies, civilizations, and especially with the whole painting of the Black Panther,
0: right,
1: and like the fact that he was like painting it. I'm sorry. The way that he he literally looked like a little kid in love. Like, Mm. just the way he, like, was smiling. I don't know. Again, I'm not saying it was intentional, but it very much (laughs) gave me that vibe. If they wanted to, like, play into the whole Game of Thrones, like, oh, if I marry this person, then this alliance happens. But if I don't, whatever. I think if they go that route, Shuri is going to have to face the decision to either marry Namor to align with Talakhan or to marry M'Baku to preserve Wakandan tradition. Right. I don't know if they're going to go that route, but I think it would be cool if they did. <laughs> but, the, so as far as you said, back it up with facts. Editors of the movie, I can't get his name specifically, but they have said that there were more romantic scenes filmed between Namor and Shori, And they were tested with audiences, but they just didn't make it into the final cut. Which, I'm sorry, but... um, Who were these audiences? Who were these audience <laughs> members? I just want to know, because... I just want to have a war with them. I just... Well, I have a strong theory that they were like men (laughs) (laughs) because i don't know and again it's like the very and i feel like when people i feel like whenever i bring this up to people they're like but he killed her mom and it's like yes like i'm not discounting that and i'm not saying that shuri and Namor are gonna like fall in love and there's gonna be butterflies and all this stuff no but i'm saying i do think that it's going to be brought up and the other part of it too is like in the comics Namor is obsessed with sue storm um, from the fantastic four Which and he's a very like I mean just to be totally blunt Namor in the comics is a very sexual character anyway no comment um (laughs) sorry let me I mean his
0: James Bond walking out of the ocean each time pushing his wet hair back why (laughs) like walking up to Angela Bassett like I'm like I'm sorry you expect me to have just like a normal conversation with you after that display I
1: good lord. I, I, I have no words. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things where it's like, if I talk, then I know. it's a problem. It's okay. Um, But yes, so I think they could go the direction Namor's going to be obsessed with Shuri hmm. instead of Sue Storm. The fact that he painted that picture of her, it's giving obsessed. It's giving Mariah Carey. Hmm. Um, but we'll, I think see. we'll see. If I had to predict it, it would be there's going to be some sort of love triangle. Shuri's going to be whatever, like... Namor is going to try to, like, romance her, enchant her. I feel like for the MCU, they'll probably go the direction of Shuri marrying, marrying M'Baku. Yeah. If, if that triangle was to happen. Especially because there's been a lot of, like, fan support of it. If they're not going to fully play it out, I think they're going to play into it a little bit. Because mm. they pay attention to the fans. So, yeah, we'll
0: see. Curious. Very... Curious. That would be something new that we haven't seen before. It would be so so. interesting. It would be very interesting. It would be dynamic. And they are definitely leaning more into political things. They've set that up in this one, um, like I said, with the that cia that lady she's the head of the cia they established the new guy as the american u.n representative which remember it used to be the other guy in the civil wars movie mm-hmm. the guy with the mustache ross yeah so it's not him anymore because he's passed away so that's the guy that was at the u.n he's the new american guy so you know there were two cameos by anderson cooper <laughs> from cnn's anderson <laughs> yeah, cooper yeah, like yeah, the yeah. news and one of them at the bottom a little Scroll underneath the bottom of his title, whatever. Talked about like the new president because there's a a new like American president who's also been established. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, so I think they're setting it up too for like you know the uh secret invasions and that whole thing just gonna be way more maybe more like politically based and and the thunderbolts and the thunderbolts yeah another one of the little scrawls at the bottom of anderson cooper's thing it says scott lang continues to promote his autobiography look out for the little guy oh my god and uh which is the book that he will be talking about we're assuming in the next ant-man quantum mania but it made me laugh because i was like scott lang i love you it's so funny so, that's fun. They're, you know, hinting at those future things. For me, I'm not going to waste anyone's time. I don't have any crazy theories moving forward. At least not one that uh, thought out. And, um... I spent... Yeah. Here's what I think moving forward. Shuri will continue to be the Black Panther. Period! Period. And Umbaku it said at the end, he wanted to challenge to be, like, the well, leader he of king Wakanda. Now. Yeah. They've
1: confirmed that he's king.
0: And, um, Shuri... I would love
1: to see M'Baku ruling Wakanda. Uh, he's... Oh. I mean... He he, des- he deserves a no comment too. Let's yeah, say that.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was just in a very attractive cast. <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> not an uggo in the bunch. Not an <laughs> uggo in the bunch. Do you have any like what up with that? By the way, our what up with that? Are just things that we saw that made us go, huh? I- honestly, my what up with that was gonna be the midnight
1: angels because I did not like that costume.
0: One of the ones that I had was when uh, Nemours first first introduced, and Shuri looks at him and is like, "Mom, he's covered in vibranium." Even though like all of his jewelry like is different colors and like all this stuff and I was like, You're telling me you're like such a vibranium expert, you can just look at it and know that something is vibranium.
1: Maybe yeah. I mean she works up close and personal. I know she I know she does,
0: but it's like, can she smell it? Like what is like I don't know, Sherry. Um that just made me like I was kinda like, all right. So the Astrid Astrid? Astrid. That's not right. Asteroid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I had a i had a seizure there for a second the vibranium rock that hit the earth sure. where rakonda is yeah another one hit the earth in the ocean and yeah. that's where telecon is mm-hmm. so where did these rocks come from space but i'm kind of like how is there not more vibranium out in the universe maybe there is i wonder if they'll play into that because now it's established that like, oh i there's hope more they, they don't
1: it. no more really? space
0: <laughs> no more i'm done oh my uh, i'm like
1: after this third guardians of the galaxy movie i'm out
0: we're approaching the holiday season christmas is upon us uh-huh. and in the christmas spirit i got you a gift i got you a present and i want you to open it okay just do it right now okay there you go oh boy i'm gonna film you really fast for the viewers what is this <laughs> is it a- i don't know cuckoo uh, con, but his enemies call him Namor. For those of you listening, it's it's a, it's a, it's a Namor um action figure. Action figure,
1: and um I will cherish him forever.
0: Good. Thank you so much, Megan. I saw him and I immediately thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Reagan needs this. So you see why I was like, should I give it to her in our Christmas episode or the Black Panther Well that's
1: why I episode. was like, I was like, I thought we were saving this. Um this is a great gift. <laughs> Oh i win god. christmas jesus christ is so hot <laughs> 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 me finally saying <laughs> uh, uh, like oh my
0: god i, I know I, you'll put that in a special place he has <laughs>
1: taken over my tiktok for you page <laughs> and oh my god i i don't i'm not even complaining he's so he's so viscerally hot <laughs> that it's like there's no you don't have any words for <laughs> it if you are listening to this, I will give up. I'll give up Megan. <laughs> what? Uh, just kidding.
0: Okay. I want my gift back. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. That's it's, what I've learned. What, oh my God. If it like had his I thought it had something. like a button. It doesn't. It. No, it's it's okay. literally just for you to it's look at. It's for
1: ages four and up. <laughs> That's Perfect <it>. for me. <laughs> You're four and up.
0: Uh, I tried to find an Umbaku one too and I couldn't find it. Oh, I love Umbaku. I love them both. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for making it to the end of this episode. Oh, we've got to rate it out of 100.
1: I mean, like 99. Wow. I'm going to do 98. Yeah. That's safe for me. The 1% is for the Midnight Angels. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, the Midnight Angels. Riri's writing a little bit. That
0: was about it. Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. This was a beautiful movie. Go see it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to see this a third time tomorrow with my niece and nephew again. Aww, My nephew wanted to see it again, and so... I might go with you. <laughs> I mean, you can. You're more than welcome to. Yeah. <laughs> the same group as The same people. group. We went and saw it together the first time. We literally brought my niece and nephew. Yeah, I was like,
0: we're like those cool aunts just taking the kids to the theater. It's really funny. Thank you, everyone, for making it to the end of this episode. Congrats, you made it. This was an endeavor, so we appreciate you sticking around. You're already here, so you might as well like and rate this podcast and follow us along so you can, you know, get notified when we post again. Also, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at lightscamera.podcast. You can slide into our DMs and we notify you guys there when we post new episodes. Also, you can go hang out with Reagan on Twitter. We are at the real underscore LCP. We get crazy there. in there. Thank you guys again. We will talk to y'all later. Reagan, do you have any final words as you gaze lovingly into <laughs> Namor's eyes of an action figure
1: <laughs> meant for four-year-olds? Good night. And good luck, mi amor. <laughs> to no more, especially and Tenochtitlán. Good morning, to, good night, and good luck to Tenochtitlán <laughs>
0: alone. Sorry, everyone else. <laughs> and that's a wrap.